Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Mind Hostage, the show where real people discuss real issues of overcoming negativity and a negative mindset. I'm your host, Stephen Payne, and I'm glad to be here with you today. Today's episode is brought to you by CBD 911, distributors of some of the purest CBD on the planet. With a 60-day empty bottle money-back guarantee, your CBD is certified organic, non-GMO. You can visit them at www.mycbd911.com. Hello and welcome to Mind Hostage. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have a special guest, Zach Brasino. Zach is a United States Marine Corps veteran, an Iraqi war vet, and he's going to come on the show today and talk to us a little bit about his experience in Iraq. Zach, thanks for coming on the show. I hear you're down in uh, sunny Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, it's sunny for uh, probably about another five minutes, and then the rain's coming, and then who knows snow after that. So You never know in <laughs> Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, man. it's It's been so crazy right now. Uh, we're just here recently with all this back and forth. You know, it's kind of, you can't, it's hard to make plans, you know. Yeah, this time, and for those of you guys that may be, you know, in other parts of the states or, or maybe in another country, Texas kind of has all the seasons in one month right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are my girls wearing jackets the other day, and, and uh, you know, kind of like the uh, Christmas story, the little brother all bundled up, can't even hardly move, and then, you know, by the evening time, it's, it's, it's hot and everything's coming off. Listen, you might remember it's been it's been some years back, but um, I remember a heavy freeze and a and a, probably one of the biggest snows that we've had here, uh, particularly in the Central Texas area, on Easter. Yeah, yeah. My wife, she was actually pregnant at the time, and she was uh, she had to go to the store. I was out of town, and uh, she actually ended up in a ditch because of that. Man, wow. it, it was bad. The roads were bad. It always gets icy here. Well, and we don't know how to drive that well in, on ice in Texas, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Give us some mud and we know what we're doing. But. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Well, hey, Zach, um, as I said in the intro, uh, you're a Marine Corps veteran, and uh, we thank you for your service, man. We appreciate that. Um, yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate yours as well. Yeah, that, yeah. for those guys uh, listening to the show, I'm also a Marine Corps veteran. Um, a little bit before Zach, but... Uh, Nevertheless, we, we served as a brotherhood and we actually share, you know, something else or we, or we did share something in common. We, we, uh, in a Marine Corps motorcycle club, we share the Marine Corps background and the love, uh, as a motorcycle enthusiast for the open road. So yeah, that's, absolutely. that's where we actually met. Uh, um, so, uh, again, thanks for coming on the show, Zach. You know, the program is designed to help our listeners who may be going through some adversity in life to connect with our guests who have been able to conquer adversity through, uh, you know, a number of things, a uh, positive mindset, um, you know, faith, um, whatever it is for you. And so, um, you know, obviously you're on the show to share some of your journey with us. Um, can you tell us when that journey started, Zach? Man, it, it's, I think for me, it started at a young age. Um, both of my parents, you know, growing up, we, we didn't have my brothers and I and my sister. We didn't have the best of childhoods. I mean, we were loved, but both of our parents were, you know, addicted to drugs. So that made it really hard on us growing up. Uh, we've had to overcome, you know, not knowing what we're going to eat, you know, for the week or even much less that day all the time. Um, 
fortunately for us, our grandmother is uh, pretty much our backbone who helped raise us. Um, my stepdad, you know, came into my life pretty early and, he, and he's been awesome. Uh, my aunts and uncles really took care of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, as, as a little kid, you shouldn't have to worry about, man, am I going to eat today or, or uh, you know, what's going to happen, you know, a week from now. You know what I mean? You should just be enjoying life, having fun as a kid. Yeah, for uh, sure. And it's unfortunate. There seems, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people, a lot of children in that same predicament, you know, through different circumstances. I mean, for some, it could be the parents are trying to do the best they can and they're, they're having difficulty providing. But then I see more and more nowadays, you know, particularly with, uh, uh, the opioid epidemic, the way it is, uh, you know, that, that many, many adults, you know, with children have gotten so wrapped up in their addiction that they're unable to provide for their children. And not only that, um, their children don't appear to be, you know, a top priority in their life. Yeah. And, and actually that, and that's maybe the reason, like I, since my injuries, like I, I've been put on medications, all these kind of pain medications, and stuff like that. But I've been so scared of addiction my whole life just because my parents were both addicts that, you know, I was always scared to get hooked on some of these pain meds, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I mean, if if it's something that, you know, gets passed down, you know, being an addict, an addict, or whatever, um, I just always had that fear of becoming that, and then becoming what I always promised myself that I would never become for my kids, Right. you know? So I'd take it for the first couple of days just to kind of get me through it, and then I kind of flush them just so I can, you know, like, I don't want to become part of that statistic that, you know, all these veterans are getting pushed on drugs that get addicted to them. Um, you know, and I mean, there are some people out there who truly do need them. Um, but I myself personally, like I said, growing up around it, I didn't want to become that. Well, you know, but, that's a good point, um, Zach, because, uh, you know, my, my, uh, uh, experience my past experience personally with with the addiction and and with with having been on opioids to, to treat my painful condition i am an advocate for for choice um right. for, for our veterans right now that are heavily medicated on, on pain medication or you know for for being treated for ptsd and so i advocate for the uh use of medical cannabis Right. Um, as an alternative, because I've seen a lot of our brothers, man, out there, uh, a lot of veterans on these medications that are committing suicide. And I believe that in large part is due to side effects from the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and to me, I actually just had a conversation, this conversation with one of the parents from my daughter's school this morning. Um, she had, had asked me if I suffer from PSD and I, and I told her, you know, so I got to everybody else. I, I have my moments, you know what I mean? But I've learned to control them. Um, and, and for everybody, it's different. You know, for me, it could be like, Hey, I'm gonna go be by myself for a couple minutes just to relax, take a deep breath and think about everything. You know what? I, I have my beautiful kids. I have my beautiful wife. I have everything here for, to live for. You know what I mean? And that to me outweighs anything, um, like negative thoughts that may be going through my head that unfortunately some people have to deal with, you know, and then they choose a different route. And, and I told her, you know, I hate medications. Um, but everybody needs to find their own niche. You know what I mean? Like for me, it was hopping on the, on the, on the, on the motorcycle and going with the brothers for a ride. You know what I mean? That to me was peaceful. That to right. me being around people who understand your situation. Um, I play softball for an all amputee softball team. Um, it's called the USA Patriots. We were formerly known as the wounded warrior amputee softball team. 
And being around those guys, man, everybody understands exactly how you feel. You know what I mean? We're in the hospital. Doctors are telling us, man, I know how you feel. I know, I know what you're going through. Well, no, you don't. You know, you still have your legs. So you don't know what it's like to be in my position. You know, these guys, it's everybody has been there. Everybody knows. So nobody's judging. Nobody's, you know what I mean? If you're having an issue, somebody's been through it. Wow. You know, so, so, so that you said, you said a couple of things, you know, one, you, you talked about, you know, you're in some medicate or you had been on medication for some pain. And then you just now talked about it, you know, kind of an amputee, you know, scenario where, where you're on a softball uh, or a baseball team um, for amputees, you know, and that kind of brings us to, you know, I guess the, the source of your injuries, brother. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you're talking to me about being positive and, you know, and overcoming some negativity by using positive thoughts, but there's got to be a pretty big story b- behind that. And as I understand, there was something that happened on, uh, in November of 2007 that significantly changed your life. Yeah, man. Uh, it was my second tour of duty in Iraq. Um, I actually volunteered for both my tours of duty and it was funny. My mom didn't find out I volunteered until a newspaper article came out about it. And so I got in trouble there. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She was reading it and we were all in the living room. So I was like, Oh man, I know what's coming up. So I tried to get in my wheelchair and wheel away. Um, but yeah, I mean, second tour of duty. Um, it was a rough time for me. My father had just passed away. Um, and I buried him the day before I left to go back to Iraq. So they, wow. I actually got uh, an emergency leave to go home and see them before we deployed. Um, but yeah, man, three months into our deployment, there was uh, 11 of us. We were there to train the Iraqi police department. Um, we lived out in the middle of town, you know, I mean, no running water, no, you know, hot food to eat or anything like that. Uh, maybe you got to take a shower, you know, once a week or something in, a, in an actual shower. Um, we had a couple of civilians contractors that worked with us uh, there were former police officers here in the states and stuff like that uh they would live with us and then one day a couple of days of the week we'd take them back to the base um to where they really lived you know like i said they were with us temporarily during the week um so we had taken them back uh had a nice hot meal ride home was you know everything normal there's two other guys in my vehicle we we're just talking about man you know hey let's watch this movie later or let's uh Let's try. You know, I'm gonna try to write a letter to my kid. You know, do something like that. Um, next thing you know, man, it's just we heard the loud bang go off. You know, and right away I didn't know what it was. Um, kind of just felt like I got hit in the nose and kind of a little dizzy. And then I remember asking my guys if they were okay, and they were like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Man, that was an IED. Just went off, man." And um, I remember after hearing that they were fine. I tried to put my hands up to my face to kind of like wipe away some of the smoke that was, you know, quickly filling the vehicle. And my right arm wasn't coming up with my, or my hand, you know, wasn't coming up with the rest of my arm. So I looked down, man, and it was hanging halfway off. Um, my legs started feeling really, really hot. Uh, like as if I was on fire and, um, kind of like really stinging kind of like if your foot falls asleep, you know, and, and it, it pains you a little bit, but just like so much worse. Um, I remember leaning over out of the vehicle because the door we had was a 400 pound up armored door that we had just gotten on there. Um, it blew it off. Uh, and I started leaning out of the vehicle and my gunner reached down and grabbed me and held me inside. And we were able to drive out of the zone, um, to get to a little safer spot. And, uh, 
I remember getting there um, and they tried getting me out of the vehicle. But once they tried getting me out of the vehicle, my legs were ripping because when the floorboard had blown up, it kind of mushroomed in and my legs, what was left of it was caught in the metal. Um, so I, from what I was told, there's pieces of my foot in the back seat. There was, they found one of my feet in the street. Um, you know, so they were trying to pull me out of the vehicle so they could, you know, assess the situation and try to stop the bleeding, but they didn't know they were actually tearing parts of my legs, you know, so they had to put me back in and reach in and grab my legs out from the metal, uh, one by one so they can get me onto the ground. And, uh, you know, start working on me from there. Um, man, I, it, it was almost like a spiritual thing for me. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the Catholic church. Uh, and as I got older, I had a lot of questions about, I guess, not just about God, just about everything really, you know, it was like, well, this doesn't make sense to me. Why, 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 you know what I mean? And then uh, after I got hurt, like I said, my dad died right before I left. And I swear, man, it was, it was, I could see my guys working on me, you know, looking up at them. And then right behind them, I swear, I saw my dad just staring at me. And he gave me this look, like, in this little nod, like, hey, you're going to be okay. Wow. And then a sense of calmness just, like, kind of fell over me, you know. And it's like, man, I needed that. You know what I mean? Because other than that, I think my shock and everything was sending me in the wrong direction. Um, but, yeah, after that, after waking up, finally, after all the surgeries, uh, waking up in Germany, waking again in Bethesda, um, I started realizing that, man, there's a reason why I'm here. You know, the EOD guys that showed up later told my guys, like, we don't know how you made it. You know, with that type of IED that it was, he's not supposed to be here. So to me, I was like, man, there is a reason. Like that right there was the kick in the butt that I needed, that God does exist. You know what I mean? Right. And his, everything happens on his time, at his will. You know what I mean? So that, that to me was like, man, my dad was looking over me, you know what I mean? And yeah. I saw that, you know so, what I mean? So, so how long was it into this process before you, I mean, that really became clear to you? Um, I mean, like I said, right away, I started thinking, it's like, dude, why? Like, how did I survive that? You know what I mean? And, and more spiritually started coming more. Cause at that point, yeah, of course I'm, I'm on all kinds of medications. They got me hooked up to all kinds of stuff. And, and, um, I mean, cause I was having surgeries every other day in Bethesda. Wow. And, and then I spent about a year and a half in San Antonio, uh, doing my rehab. I bet that was a process, huh? It was man. But fortunately I was able to have my son there, uh, who was two at the time. And before that I maybe seen him two, three times just from being deployed and, and station in Okinawa and all that, you know, so that was right away motivation for me. Well, you know what I mean? L- let me, let me take you back. Uh, you know, I'm going to take you back to the, to initial, um, incident, if you will, you know, because, yeah. you know, it, this program is really about, you know, as we conquer, uh, adversity and we go through the adversity, you know, us being human beings that, you know, that we have to struggle with our thoughts and, things go through our head doubts and questions and and fears and that and you know you know we we kind of fast forward through that a little bit but uh, i just am interested in you know really and truly what was going through your head you know with the first time you looked down and you knew that you're you know you, you had to at some point see and recognize that you, your legs were in really bad shape and 
and and you know I'm, I'm I don't know if you didn't see your feet at that moment. What was going through your head? I think fear, uh, fear of I guess if you want to call it the unknown. I wasn't sure if man I'm gonna to have to live the rest of my life in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? I I knew prosthetics. Yeah, I knew what they were. I never thought that I would have to be one to use them. You know. Um, I, I struggled with the thought of that for a long time, you know, being in a wheelchair, being almost like, I felt like I was going to be a burden to people, you know? Um, cause I, I was for a little while, my little brother, my younger brother, he quit his job to stay with me and take care of me. I mean, he, he wiped my backside, you know, I, I, as a, as an adult, it's kind of humiliating to have someone wipe your backside for you. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, he did that. He would literally pick me up and carry me to my bed, to my chair, to this, to that. You know what I mean? That's so it's, yeah. I'm telling you, there's, there's, there's no end to the appreciation that I have, not only just for him, but for my whole family, you know, who dropped everything to be there. Um, I mean, that, that's definitely a time when I need, I need that love and support. You know what I mean? Cause that that's where a lot of people would expect you to, you know, either take your own life or to just completely give up. You know what I mean? And were there times when, when, you know, you felt like maybe you couldn't go anymore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But then again, like I said, there's, there's my son, you know, two years old. What does it show him? If I give up like that, do I want my son to grow up thinking he can be a quitter? No, absolutely not. And now I have two more beautiful daughters. You know, what does it show them? They know they don't, they didn't know me with legs. My son knows me kind of with legs and he's seen a lot of pictures, but it's pretty much all he's known as well. What does it show them if they grow up and face some kind of hardship in life? You know what I mean? Hey, if my dad can do lose both of his legs this way and he didn't give up and he still busted his butt, you know what I mean? And lived a normal life. Why can't we do it? Yeah, that's got to be an inspiration to us. Yeah, what I mean, a legacy, and you know? that's that's why that's one of the biggest motivators for me is my family. You know, especially my kids, because they're they're our future. You know, what I mean, it, and then like I said, if if anything had ever happened to them, I want them to look back and be like, you know what, I can't quit. I can't give up on myself. I can't give up on my family. You know, uh, one of the uh, I mean, first times that I that I met you, um, I saw this dude like. You, I don't know how how tall were you before the accident. I used to be five nine. Yeah, so uh, you must be taller now because you certainly look taller. But you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I see this guy. He's, you know, young, good, good looking guy, barrel chest. You fit. He's got some guns on him. You know, he's he's rocking some you know some cool jeans with some uh, those shoes. What are, what are they called? Those black shoes you you wear. The Chuck's. Uh, what's that? Chuck Taylor's. Yeah. And so so and I see this guy riding beside me on on the motorcycle man just all kicked back with his cool shades or whatever and then i look down and he's doing like this bicycle thing right he's riding along, doing this bike like he's riding a bike and i'm look and it caught my eye and i look over and and what was really caught my eye is you know uh, the wind blew the pants up you know off the yeah. chuck taylor's over there and I see these, these doggone prosthetic legs, and I thought, man, this guy is, like, rocking this bike. He's over there like he's riding a bicycle down the highway, you know, and it just really hit me, man. I'm like, 
how motivated, how inspirational that, you know, I'm sitting here crawling on, I got a sore back and, you know, my shoulder hurts and, you know, all of a sudden my pains went away. Yeah. And I've always tried to make humor out of it. You know what I mean? Because what else can I do? I can't mope around my whole life about it. Um, I remember being in the hospital and, and like I said, I would go through moments of like, man, I'm okay with this, you know, and then I'd, I'd be sad about it or something would trigger me and I, I was pretty emotional. But I remember, you know, being in my hospital bed and the nurses would come in, you know, all, all hours of the day and they would, I'd ask them, Hey, can you tuck that blanket in down there at the, at the end of the feet? They're like, yeah, sure. And then I would scream, let out a big yell. It's like, Oh, my feet, my feet and freaking out. They're jumping. They're like, wait a minute, you don't have feet. And I just started laughing and they're, they, they would cry because they, they thought it was funny. And they're like, Oh, you're jerk, you know, but they would, they would laugh. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that helped them too realize like, man, this, it's not as bad as it should have been. You know what I mean? It sounds like, that, you that, know, you, 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 you had some struggles, but it sounds like, you know, just the support that you had and the mindset you had that it really helped you power through early on, huh? Absolutely. And because now, like I said, I look back and it should have been so much worse. You know, I could not be here at all, you know, right. and that's the way I kind of look at it. And I think I, I have to. And there are, I think I've developed the mindset, too, of, of something I've learned is there's always somebody out there who has it worse than I do. You know, there's guys out there who lost all the limbs, you know, or, you know, guys and girls um, who lost all their limbs. I can at least hold my children. I can hug my wife. I can hug my family. You know what I mean? I can hold my newborn babies. Um, my legs, that's fine. I can learn how to walk again, you know, or the guys, the guys and girls who got burned and they're totally unrecognizable. You know what I mean? They can't be in the sun for so long. I have it better than they do. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for me, unfortunately for them, you know, and I think that was a good thing too. My son was two and he saw me at the rehab center. He grew up seeing people of all kinds of injuries. You know, it taught him that, you know, it's a human being. It's still a human being, no matter what they look like, what they've gone through. He doesn't judge people if he sees them out in town now. You know what I mean? Now I get the stares of, you know, little kids. It's always funny. They get their reactions to see my legs or they, that man's like a, a RoboCop or that man, you know, is a robot or Transformer. I have fun with it. You know, you got yeah. to. Yeah, that'd be fun at uh, Halloween, I guess, huh? Oh, I use it all the time, man. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, since especially if there's like a peg leg that I can put on or something, and I sit there in a, in a costume looking like I'm just a, a statue, and then scare them, you know, it's all it's all fun. <laughs> Man, I, I'll tell you that that is exactly what this show is about, brother. Is you know people who have come through adversity, and everybody goes through it differently, you know, and that's why we have different guests on the show because. You know, everybody comes at it from a different mindset and they may go through a different process. But at some point, for everyone who recovers and conquers their adversity, they have to have a shift in their mindset, whether it's from the beginning and they're counting their blessings like you, where you look around and you realize there's guys that didn't make it home or you're in a unit and you see the burn unit with guys who are unrecognizable anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. or... Or, you know, you just finally have had enough and, and you make up your mind that you're going to change those negative thoughts. You know, when a negative thought comes into your mind, that you'll pluck it out like a weed and, and replace it with thankfulness or, you know, the uh, or or just the courage, you know, to take the next step. And so right. that, that's perfect. Yeah, man. Like I said, the, to me, like I said, I'm always going to have my family to think about. 
So that that to me is more important than any thought I can be going through my mind. To me, it's kind of selfish. You know, it would be selfish of me to put my own feelings for. You know what I mean? Because as a parent, I think I've learned that you know my family comes before me. I'm willing to sacrifice myself for my family. So Absolutely. I mean, that that to me has has helped me keep any negative thoughts I've ever had out of my mind. So let, let let me ask you, you know, any point along the way, you know, I mean, because you know, it, your support system is not there with you all the time, and and I think with a lot of people that I find it's it's sometimes those moments when you're alone, when you're by yourself, and you don't have that support system there, and you're alone with your thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. or, or in that, you know, it, you had to kind of fight through some of that. Um, did you go through that where you really had to work to overcome those negative thoughts and to turn them around when you were, may have been alone and, and, you know, those, you know, the fear and the doubts and those things when you were hurting through having to work, work through the physical therapy and that. Yeah, man, it's, it's like I said, it, I felt that I was going to be a burden to people. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to put anybody else through that. Like I said, my little brother quit a really good paying job that he had at the time to be with me, to wheel me around, to take me to my appointments, to carry me up and down. You know what I mean? It's I, I didn't want to do that to people. You know what I mean? So that that at that point, yeah, I was thinking, OK, I'll be a little selfish. Then I learned, too, that after losing people who you know make that decision, you're not hurting yourself. You're hurting the people you're leaving behind. You know what I mean? So it's it's uh, and like I said, yeah, I've made mistakes, you know, here and there thinking that I'm going to do this, they can do that. But I've learned from them. And one of the things I've learned is is mistakes are only it's just it's just proof that you're trying. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's, like I said, it's it's all a learning experience. And um, and like I said, it's showing my kids. It's like, yeah, we're going to go through life and make mistakes, but that's how you're going to learn. You can't go through life being perfect. You're not going to learn anything. Yeah, that's right. You know? Kind of kind of nothing venture, nothing gain kind of a right. mindset. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Hey, Zach, you had shared with me before um, when we were talking um, about having to carry around, you know, maybe some guilt with you. Would you, would you kind of dive into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, like I said – our team that, that we went with the second uh, deployment, we were all really close. There was 11 Marines um, and to our, our team. And we've developed, you know, of course, that brotherhood, you know, that we're, we call each other, you know, all the time. Um, one of our guys, unfortunately, you know, took his own life a couple years ago. Um, he would call or I would call him just randomly like, hey, dude, what's up? We'd meet up. He came to my wedding, you know, him and his wife. Um, he would call sometimes, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning, just like, Hey, what's up? Hey man, what's going on? Of course I'm going to answer the phone call. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then I get a call from his wife one morning that she's in tears and I'm thinking, like, Hey dude, what's going on? and she's like, Hey, it's me. Um, you know, Lalo shot himself last night. Wow. Um, you know, it's, it's shocking. I'm just like, wait, what? And, you know, it takes me a minute to process what she's telling me. And I, I thought to myself, I was like, man, could could I have could I have helped him? Could I have called him just one more time? Would that have changed something? You know. And then I get obsessed. Like, why didn't he call me just one more time? You know, maybe I could have talked him out of it. Maybe you know, he's never mentioned wanting to do that himself. So I, I, I thought nothing of it. You know what I mean? 
Um, and he has, you know, two beautiful kids that he, you know, unfortunately left behind. And, and I'm always going to live with that, too. You know, it's hard to talk to his family like, man, I'm sorry I, I couldn't do enough for him. You know, what I mean, I'm sorry I couldn't recognize that he was at this point. Um, another situation was one of the guys that saved my life the night I got hurt, you know, had gotten out, uh, had gotten out of the Marine Corps, went back as a contractor and was doing some security work and ended up getting killed in an IED attack. And to me, you know, this man saved my life. Like, I'm forever grateful for that. I owe him, you know, everything that I am. Um, when he died, I had a guilt, you know, I was like, man, I could never repay him. Like, I, I wasn't there for him when he needed me. I almost didn't go to his funeral because I couldn't look his parents in the eye and tell them, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I wasn't able to help your son. He helped me in a way that, you know, is, is, uh, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for, but I, I couldn't help him, you know, and they told me, both of them looked me dead in the eye, said, you have nothing to feel guilty about. Like, you couldn't be there. It's okay, you know. But to me, is in my heart, it's like, man, if if somebody saves my life, I'm going to be damn sure to do everything I possibly can to be there when they need me. Exactly. You know, and, and you felt like you couldn't. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and I live with that all the time. You know, I mean, I, I see his name on my arm. I have his name tattooed on my arm and everything as, as, as a reminder. And, um, you know, like I said, it's just every year – um, the day I got hurt on my anniversary, we call it a life day. I text my guys, I call them and say, thank you. You know what I mean? Wow. Let them know that I'm still grateful, Dan, because my kids wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? You know, it's, 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 uh, something I always make sure to do. I think that it, it sounds like that grateful spirit, that spirit that you have, you know, where you, you're, you're thankful that good soul, um, that, that kind of, really helped you through this whole process because you know it's it's funny in contrast i I see other people who you know are going through things they're in the midst of most of the time you know troubles that are from our own doing our own bad decision making you know and you know they they really dwell in that negativity they dwell in that moment and it's almost like a self-perpetuating kind of a circumstance where they, they dwell so heavy in that negativity. And one thing I see, you know, about folks like that are that they, I don't know that they really stop to look at the things that they have to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I see someone like yourself who from the beginning, you know, when you looked over and you saw that your guys were okay, the first thought that went through your head was, Hey, are my guys okay? Yeah. And when, and it's, when I got to the hospital, I remember asking them, hey, are they okay? What, how, like, is everybody okay? And they, they were pretty much, you know, the docs tell me just like, hey, shut up. Like, just relax. You know, everybody's fine. Like, we're going to, we have to take care of you. We have to, you know. But to me, like I said, if I'm fortunate that, I, of, of course, I'm still alive. You know what I mean? I'm fortunate that it wasn't as bad as it should have been. And I'm fortunate in a way, it may sound weird, but I'm fortunate that this happened to me and not one of them. You know, I think I told you before that, of course, if, if something was to happen to them, I'm going to do what I was trained to do to help save their life. But my heart, like, I don't think I could see one of my guys sitting there like that in, in the state that I was in. Wow. You know, so it's, it's uh, I mean, like I said, they just mean that much to me 
that I couldn't, you know, have the heart to see them like that. Um, but even them have been, they have been a great support system. You know what I mean? We, we constantly text each other all the time, you know, maybe something stupid or uh, updates with the family. Like, Hey, you know, we're having another baby or, you know, something like that. What's going on. We always, uh, try to stay in contact with each other. And, yeah. What a blessing, man. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. A, that says a lot about your character, but their character as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I said, it, and it all comes down to you know what kind of legacy am I am I leaving for my kids? You know, they tell stories about me if they decide to later on. Be like, hey, you know, my dad did this or that, and that's where I, I get my you know my never give up attitude from, or you know, just being positive. Like I said, you gotta you gotta take whatever happens with you and and, and try to make something good out of it. I, you know, I, I've known you for a while, and I, I'll have to say, I, I don't think I've ever seen you with a frown on your face, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it goes back to somebody out there is, 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 has it worse off than I do. So, I mean, and like I said, I have a beautiful family, um, so I can't really complain too much. It's haven't not- hit the lottery yet, but I mean. <laughs> well, you know, in, in a way, I think you have, brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you, and I know you know that. You know, you got those beautiful children and beautiful wife. You know, you've got, like you said, your life, and 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 I know you're thankful. You're a, you're a humble man, and and so I, you have hit the lottery. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I see it in that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was joking about this. <laughs> uh, no, man, I'm I'm with you. I, I guess I have to play to win, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's the only, it's the only way to increase your chances. <laughs> Well, brother, you have been an inspiration to me, and I have no doubt that you know you're going to continue to touch lives. Um, I, I personally feel like, you know, we're going to go through adversity in life, and God doesn't cause that, but you know, He does is bless us through that, and how we grow, and how we learn, and how we are able to help other people. That that's that's why I've dedicated myself to helping other people. That's why I've dedicated myself to starting this program because I I think when we focus more on other people and we think about and put their needs first, Mm -hmm. uh, then, then ours tend to fall into place. Yeah. And I, and I have learned one thing that has helped me too is praying, man. And sometimes I, I feel like, man, I prayed about this. How come nothing's happening? Nothing's happening. You know, I prayed about it. I prayed about it. And then one day, you know, something happens. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Uh-huh. I prayed for this. You know what I mean? So it doesn't and, come and in our the, time frame? Is that is that how it works? Dude, that, that's exactly, you know, uh, one of my favorite movies is Rudy. You know, the guy in Notre Dame playing football. Yeah. And he's you know, trying to do everything he can to get into, into Notre Dame and praying, praying, praying. And he's talking to Father Kavanaugh. And one of the things he says, one of the best things I've ever heard and puts it in perspective you know it's like praying is something we do in our time the answers come in god's time oh yeah that's powerful yeah and then you, you think about it it's like dude yeah you know what, what what would we be like if if we prayed for something and boom right away you know we'd be spoiled we there would be you know all kinds of craziness more craziness i guess going on in our world if it was that easy you well, know sometimes it- god god's answer is to not give you what you're praying for because he knows, hey, this is the way, you know what I mean? Well, you might, you know, you. some people may be praying for the wrong thing, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that he's not going to give you everything. He's going to give you what is best for you, what benefits you, what he believes is the right thing. Right. You know what I mean? So that, that to me has really helped me out. 
And that line will always stick to me, man. It, it's it's praying is what we do in our time. The answers will come in God's time, you know. Well, you know, I work, you know, and have have ministered, you know, to men recovering from substance and alcohol abuse, and and men, you know, that are struggling through PTSD. And when it comes to to prayer, you know, that's one of the questions that comes up. And you know, I think the one of the most important important parts about prayer is if if we truly believe that God's going to provide and hear our prayers and answer our prayers in the way that He sees fit the the our job is to let it go and trust and walk yeah, in faith and, and if you if you're still walking every day in doubt and fear and negativity and guilt and you're hanging on to that you haven't let go of it so God can deal with it so you're going to have to right. wait yeah absolutely man there was a time too that I I didn't know how to pray almost I felt embarrassed to say that and then uh, I was talking to uh my brother's friend, you know, who's the pastor of the church, um, you know, it's like, how do I pray? You know, and then I've talked, I'm, I've asked this of, of a lot of people too. And the best thing I've heard is just, just talk, yes. open up your heart, open up your heart, man. And that's it. Have a conversation with you and God. That's it. Have a conversation. Let your heart, your heart open up, say what's on your mind, you know, and, and I, I truly believe that's what's helped me. You know, like along with my family and all, they get, get this far. You know, that's awesome, man. It, uh, and, and I remember, I remember my grandma always saying, "If God's willing, if God's willing, if uh, God's willing." You know, so that that's always in my head. If He's willing, mm-hmm. yeah, He's willing. If it's if it's right for us, like you said before, right. that's that's important. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's where I was going with that. Was that you? You've been uh, an inspiration i thank you for sharing your story I'd, I'd ask you just you know kind of one thing that maybe you'd like to leave our listeners with a you know kind of a word of advice as people who are going through many different things right now you know this is a tough world maybe you know somebody is in a bad relationship or they're in a bad job or unemployed or they maybe they lost someone or you know just a number of things they, they, they've lost their self-confidence um whatever it is and the, and they're going through you know kind of what's one thing that you'd like to leave them with before we uh before we end the program i would say try and make a difference um like i said you know i'm trying to make a difference in my kids to give them the message of it's okay to to find a bump in the road it's how you answer back and get over that if you see someone you know showing signs of needing help Reach out to them. You know, I tell my son, if you see a kid eating by himself at school every day, all day, or every day, go have lunch with him. You know, you could be the highlight of that kid's life, what's going on. You never know what's going to happen. And unfortunately, that could be the kid that comes back and does something awful. But by you going over there and sitting with him, having a conversation with him, you could totally change his life. Um, If you see someone getting bullied, go stand up for them. If they're not able to stand up for themselves, you know, if you see somebody struggling, reach out your hand, reach out your heart and, and help somebody. You know what I mean? Is make a difference, a positive change in this world to leave behind for our kids to grow up. Because I know I don't want my kids to struggle. That's powerful, man. Thank you very much for that. That's very, very powerful. Uh, Yeah, thank you, man. Like I said, thank you for this opportunity. And, you know, like we had mentioned earlier, um, or just the other day, man, I think it's it's, God put us here for a reason, man. He he put us in contact for this. And, um, like I said, I just want to thank you for the opportunity of this and my family, uh, my beautiful wife and our three kids and 
we have another one on the way in September. You know, hey, sh- shout out to those guys and shout yeah. out to your family. And uh, man, yeah, I, I, I thank you for coming on and and I look forward to to having you on the program in the future, Zach. Yeah, man, we'll look forward to it. All right, brother, uh, have a good day and 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 thank you. Thanks for listening, Mind Hostage fans. We hope you'll tune in and the future and you'll check us out at www.mindhostage.com check out our blog and our website and check us out on facebook at mind hostage also don't forget to check out our friends at my cbd 911 for the purest cbd on the planet you guys have a rocking day